Hi, it's your pal Steamed Hams. Join me every week on the Unforgettable Luncheon as we discuss topics in the nerd world like gaming, comics, cartoons, and whatever else may cross my mind. You can find me on the socials as SteamedHams81 on Twitch, Twitter, and Instagram, and YouTube. You can also find me as the Unforgettable Luncheon on Facebook. And check out Steamed Hams Merchatorium, the link to which will be in the description of this podcast. The Unforgettable Luncheon, nerd comedy at its okayest. Clerks was Kevin Smith's 1994 directorial debut about a day in the lives of two clerks, Dante and Randall. The duo deal with wacky customers, relationship woes, a memorial service gone wrong, and of course, Jay and Silent Bob. But did you know there was a short-lived, toned-down cartoon in 2000? A show so ahead of its time that it's not even supposed to be here today. I assure you we're open, and we're talking about Clerks, the animated series, today on the Unforgettable Luncheon. It's your pal, Steamed Hams. I hope you're ready for an unforgettable luncheon. Kevin Smith's storied career started in 1994 with a low-budget black-and-white film about a day in the lives of two convenience store clerks named Dante and Randall. They dealt with absurd customers, had pop culture discussions, and pondered life. But in 2000, this very R-rated film was turned into an animated series on the very not R-rated ABC network. The show featured the continuing adventures of Dante and Randall, along with Jay and Silent Bob, who were downgraded from drug dealers to firecracker dealers. That didn't stop them from doing ridiculous shit like trying to teach a monkey to smoke cigarettes. It parodied sitcom and cartoon tropes, such as the educational shorts shown at the end of older cartoons, to episode styles like the flashback clip show. Six episodes were produced, only two were aired, and aired out of order on top of that. Comedy Central finally aired the complete series in 2002. Many factors led to the show's quick cancellation. Low ratings, which were partially to blame on ABC for only showing two episodes and showing them out of order. Not fitting in with the rest of ABC's programming, which was, to be honest, geared towards older audiences. And of course, four test scores amongst older audiences. Gotta please them old people. I mean, you could have just stuck Matlock into an episode and appeased them, because we all know the old people love Matlock! Sorry, that was my worst uh, Grandpa Simpson impression ever. I do own the series on DVD and honestly quote it quite often, despite almost nobody around me knowing what the actual fuck I'm talking about. Many gags from the series honestly wouldn't fly today because, you know, people get offended. The, the show had a hilarious antagonist, Leonardo Leonardo, modeled after Hans Gruber from Die Hard and voiced by Alec Baldwin. Originally, they did have Alan Rickman, but he didn't want to play Hans Gruber again. Plus, ABC was too cheap to cast him. So, he's a billionaire whose family founded the town of Leonardo, New Jersey, where the show takes place. His grandfather was also the man who discovered the fabled Canadas. I am not making this up. I swear. He's joined by his assistant, Plug. 
Plug may or may not be a robot and is modeled after the Bond villain Oddjob, except he speaks, is very well-spoken, and is often Leonardo's voice of reason. Dante and Randall have all sorts of adventures that usually take them out of the Quick Stop and RST video store. We're going to summarize the episodes right here. Episode 1 starts with Leonardo Leonardo returning from traveling the world. He was educated at Eton and Oxford, New Jersey, and traveled the world amassing his, his fortune. He decides to open a mega mart across from the quick stop called the Quicker Stop, uh, which essentially drives every other business in Leonardo, well, out of business. He offers Dante a management position, which, of course, Randall refuses for him. And they, they, they realize that something's afoot, you know, so they break into LL's office. You know, I'm going to call him LL for a lot of this, so that's what they do on the show. Um, and they do it actually pretty funny. They do the whole 60s Batman walking up the side of the building, which turns out they're not actually going up the side of the building, and then break in from the roof. Uh, they find his insane and overcomplicated plan for world domination turning Leonardo, Leonardo, New Jersey into a Canada-themed pleasure dome, which somehow the residents of Leonardo seem to accept for the most part because they are morons on par with the residents of Springfield, who, you know, buy an entire monorail system based on a jaunty tune. Dante and Randall enact a plan that has never really gone into based on an old TV series from the defunct UPN network called The Secret Diaries of Desmond Pfeiffer. That, along with the fact that Jane and Bob accidentally blow up the quicker stop with their fireworks, leads to the town being saved, Leonardo defeat, being defeated, and him vowing revenge against the clerks, making their lives living hell. Which, I mean, they already were, so what worse can he do? So, it was a pretty good episode. I wish they'd shown that. Maybe that would have gotten more people interested. But, you know, we'll move on. Episode 2 is essentially a parody of clip shows. And the second episode aired on ABC. So, they really threw it out of order. Dante and Randall get locked in the cooler at the store. While awaiting either rescue or death, reminisce about past adventures many of them from the unaired first episode, so they didn't really make sense. Um, they reminisced about other convenience stores they worked in when they took trips, like to a British convenience store and an Indian convenience store. And trust me, these jokes cannot be repeated today because somebody would get really pissed off and probably cancel me. That's pretty much the joke of the episode. And of course, Jane, Silent Bob show up. They get locked in, and they start to reminisce about dumb shit that they saw, um, such as Jay finding Dante's ex-girlfriend uh, cheating on her with a house painter, and eventually multiple house painters. And I don't know why she exactly was cheating on him with house painters, but whatever. Silent Bob breaks them out with his crowbar. Dante and Randall go over to the video store to shut it down for the night and get locked in. The thermostat breaks, and they're stuck in there, awaiting, once again, rescue or death. And they reminisce about various films that they've watched while they were there. And uh, one gets brought up that was actually cut out of the ABC airing. It was a spoof of Schindler's List called Flintstones List. 
Yes, again, this show is full of jokes that would not fly today. The episode ends with a stand-by-me spoof showing an older Jay writing his memoir, detailing what happened to everyone after they escaped their various confinements, along with a random character named Scooter who was drafted and killed in Vietnam in the 90s. Again, that doesn't make sense, but it was a pretty solid joke um, with the stand-by-me stuff. Episode 3 was a spoof of the film Outbreak, starring Dustin Hoffman. Leonardo Leonardo eats some spoiled microwave burritos that Randall left carelessly outside after being delivered. Um, At the same time, a new pet store opens up, uh, which may or may not employ Patrick Swayze. There he is, you know, of course, wearing an apron, carrying a broom, and dressed like he was in Dirty Dancing. Uh, The store has a chimp on display, which thanks to the film Outbreak, which was a recent release at the time, Randall thinks that that monkey is going to cause a disease to break out, hence outbreak. Leonardo gets sick from the burritos because, of course, when you eat spoiled-ass burritos, that's going to happen. And Randall gets into his head that the monkey caused him to get sick and will cause an outbreak. Jay and Silent Bob kidnap the monkey to teach it to smoke. And while the others, along with the military, hunt for the monkey to hopefully use its blood to stop the outbreak... Again, of which only Leonardo is sick from. Nobody else. So how is it an outbreak? Uh, You know, they have to find the monkey before the military nukes the town. Now, one great gag about this was, I guess, recently to when the episode had been made, Dustin Hoffman had sued about unauthorized use of his likeness. So when Dante, or when Randall is putting everything together, they mention this lawsuit and they replace him with Al Pacino. So anytime they want to mention Dustin Hoffman, a voiceover narrator cuts in with Al Pacino. So makes less sense, but whatever. Um, Dante is able to stop the bomber from, uh, you know, destroying the town by admit, uh, publicly admitting an untrue fact about himself that I'm not repeating the joke because I don't need people getting pissed at me for a 23-year-old joke that was funny at the time, but would not be funny now. So, there. You want to see it? Watch it for yourself. It's probably on YouTube. Episode 4 is the first episode aired, and honestly, a personal favorite of mine. After losing a bet with Dante that he could run the quick stop, Randall talks Jay into suing the store and Dante after Jay slips on pop that Randall spilled and wouldn't clean up. Randall then harasses a high-powered attorney to take Jay's case while Randall is Dante's representative in court, so you know that's going to go well. Presiding over the trial is Judge Reinhold. No, not just a cleverly named judge for a joke. They actually got Judge Reinhold to play himself as a judge. For those of you who do, for those of you who do not know who Judge Reinhold is, you're either too young, ask your parents, or just rent Fast Times at Richmond High because the show actually does end with a Fast Times spoof. And the jury was the starting lineup of the NBA All Star team. So you had stars at the time like Charles Barkley who voiced himself. Patrick Ewing, who I do believe Pat, um, voiced himself, and a couple of the others, uh, you know, and these were big names back then. Of course, this is 20 years ago. A lot of these guys are retired, and a lot of these younger kids don't know who the hell Charles Barkley is or Patrick Ewing, which, 
sucks because they were great. Of course, their uh, case flounders horribly because all Randall is doing is calling witnesses who are either girls he wants to call for a date or various directors who made movies that at the time were huge critical bombs uh, and demanding his $8 back. So, like, he goes after Joel Schumacher for Batman and Robin. He goes after... He intensely questions George Lucas over Phantom Menace, which... In retrospect, watching it as an adult was not a great movie. I saw it twice in the theater when it came out. Anyways, uh, back to the show. I mean, I remember when movies cost $8 when... Oh, God, I'm getting off track again. Okay, anyways. um, The trial was never actually decided since, due to a little on-screen explanation, the script was lost on its way to the Korean animation studio, so the animators finished it themselves with a bunch of insane anime non-sequiturs uh, involving, well, either what the rest of the world probably thought America was popular for, like Tom Cruise, or running into a, a gag from the, uh, earlier in the episode where Judge Reinhold has a nightmare that he's back with uh, Eddie Murphy doing Beverly Hills Cop, and they're running around putting bananas in the tailpipes of cars and then run out of bananas. So, uh, And the characters all go off to the studio, race off to the studio, to save the animators from their slave-driving bosses. Again, I'm not making this up. It's a personal favorite of mine, and I know the ending sequence is actually on YouTube. Check it out, because it is friggin' wild. It's so funny, and it spoofs like Tom Cruise, because I think Mission Impossible was... The first Mission Impossible was still very recent when this came out. So, moving on. Episode 5 finds Dante and Randall at their high school reunion... Dante is beaten up by members of the baseball team that he played with uh, for saying he was part of the team, despite him being the very manager that took them to the championship. Uh, Randall learns that every woman he dated in high school became a lesbian because they were so disgusted with men after dating Randall that, well, they became lesbians. Um, He, of course, rediscovers a game that he played in his youth that was locked away in a storage room. Uh, an arcade game called Pharaoh, which does not exist in real life. Um, the object was to move large stones to build a pyramid while b- avoiding being whipped by guards. And, you know, of course, instead of the woman who wants to hook up with him, he's like, I'm going to play a video game. Dante ends up running into Leonardo at the at the reunion because he was there for a prior class's reunion also. And... After a drunken night of commiserating how neither of them were really recognized by their peers, Leonardo decides to let Dante try to achieve his glory by letting him manage a little league team that he actually kind of, he owns. So they go into that and it gets pretty damn funny. Uh, The team does terribly until they recruit Jay, who's eligible due to being held back a lot and is still in fourth grade and is technically eligible. Uh, that whole situation is a spoof of a movie called The Bad News Bears with Walter Matthau. And I believe it was remade in the early 2000s with Billy Bob Thornton. I've seen neither. I'd probably see the original before I saw the remake, though. Um, Randall is kidnapped after achieving a high score in Pharaoh. Now, this is a parody of the film The Last Starfighter, where they used an arcade game as a recruitment tool to find the best star, star pilots to... Uh, fight an intergalactic war. 
he thinks he's going to become, you know, a starship pilot, but no. The, remember, the object of Pharaoh was moving blocks from one side of the screen to the other and avoiding getting whipped. So that's what he gets to do. <laughs> and, of course, Dante and his team are sent out of the country uh, to the country where Randall was coincidentally being held to play in the Little League World Championship. Dante, Jane, Sal, and Bob, along with the kids on the Little League team, set out to rescue the other team, who were taken by the cult building the pyramids. This, of course, is a spoof of Temple Doom. Uh, Randall and the, uh, and the child captives are rescued. Despite the other team's ill health from captivity, Dante insists that they play, leading to a forfeit when the entire opposing team passes out from malnourishment and basically just physical abuse. It's a pretty screwy episode with some good parodies. I like the fact that they run into Randall while they're rescuing these kids. And Randall's like, you got my note? And he's like, Dante's like, yeah, note. What are you doing here? He says, yeah, I got recruited for a secret government project. You know, I'm very high up here. <laughs> no, he's not. He was getting the shit kicked out of him more than any other slave in there. So, you know, he was high on their shit list is what he was. Uh, the final episode, which had an extremely long title of the last episode ever. Uh, I'm sure they retroactively titled these episodes. I'm pretty sure of it. Um, takes place almost exclusively within the confines of Quick Stop, um, as they claim that there were complaints that the show's not enough like the movie. The only way to learn of events going on, on outside is that Jane, Silent Bob come to talk to them or other characters come in and say, hey, this is what's going on out here. Why aren't you out there? Oh, well, we got to stay in the store. So they get things like weird cult members showing up to buy the most random stuff possible. Uh, Walt and Steve Dave, who you would probably know from uh, a lot of the uh, Kevin Smith films, most notably from Mallrats. Uh, they come in to buy completely random shit because I guess they want to turn Walt into the Human Torch and set him on fire because they're idiots. Because it seems like everybody in the Clerks universe in this cartoon are doofuses, except for possibly Dante, who, of course, Randall's always says, uh, turns out to be the biggest idiot ever. No, he's not. Um, let's see. Dante is once again trying to rekindle a relationship with his ex, Caitlin, from the movie. The one you may remember from, spoiler alert, for a 30-year-old movie, or... Yeah, about 30-year-old movie now. Um, she decides she wants to reconnect with him in the movie, goes to the uh, the bathroom in the convenience store thinking he's hiding in there, and actually has sex with a dead man who died while taking care of himself. Yeah. So I don't know why she's back in the cartoon, but continuity. Um, let's see. Randall inadvertently crank calls Air Force One, thinking the president, you know, leading the uh, president to believe that he is in danger. And, of course, the FBI and the Army surround the quick stop. Um, a Brazilian soccer team's plane crash lands on Leonardo's roof. So there's that live parody right there. And then a bunch of hookers and vampires show up at the video store, find out it's closed because... 
Randall closed the video store to go hang out in the convenience store. So they get mad, and one of the vampires bites the president. And in order to keep the president from turning into a vampire, the Secret Service chops his head off. It sews it onto a body of a giant gorilla that escaped the circus that uh, came to town with a carnival. And then the president on, on the gorilla's body went mad and attacked the Ferris wheel, including Caitlin. I know, this just gets crazier and crazier. And, of course, they get these updates from Jane Silent Bob rushing in, frantically telling him stuff, and I'm like, okay, leave. And all the while, Dante keeps getting these calls from a mysterious man who is totally not Morpheus from the Matrix. And they finally say, okay, you know what? We're going to see what's going on. They leave the store, and it turns out to be just a blank white space, much like when Neo started his training in the uh, in the Matrix. And the animator starts putting them into increasingly more, increasingly more ridiculous uh, situations, like Looney Tunes style. And it comes to find out at the end that Jay was behind the entire episode. He was the animator the whole time. So it was an oddball end to what could have been a very great show. I mean, the show was ahead of its time. Uh, last year, I got to meet some of the cast members at the convention. I talked to Jason Muse, and he said that, of course, the show was ahead of its time. There was no real adult animation out there in 99, 2000. He says, we didn't have Bob's Burgers or BoJack Horseman or anything like that back then. He said, had this come out now, they'd go three, four seasons easy. You know, probably been on Netflix or Hulu, you know, and having a good following. Uh, due to rights issues, though, uh, there was going to be an animated film uh, called Clerks Sell Out. It was never made, and Kevin Smith kind of gave up on that after a certain time and ended up using the, the basis for that as the basis for the script of Clerks 3, where they make a movie about the life of a convenience store clerk. Um, if you can find the show on DVD... It is available. It's on Amazon, and it's not that expensive. Get it. You won't be disappointed. Clerks the Animated Series was a show ahead of its time. It's not even supposed to be here today, but it is. I assure you, it's open for business. I just rewatched it again just for this, and because I enjoyed the hell out of it. All right. Well, that's it for another unforgettable luncheon. I hope a good time was had by all. You can find me on the socials on Twitter, Twitch, Instagram as SteamedHams81. You can even find me on YouTube as SteamedHams81 where I will be archiving older episodes on there for you to listen to a little easier. Um, they won't be, I guess they won't have as much advertising on which will be good. Well, from me or from uh, Spotify, things like that. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook as The Unforgettable Luncheon. So, there's that. All right. Well, join me next time when the topic will be something nerdy.